gentlemen, court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who is a friend of mine from work who I met in a gladiatorial combat arena, Mr. Drew Celestino. Well played. <laughs> well played. I, I like to be relevant. Oh, timely with so relevant. Yes. So relevant. I think that moment broke the internet. Yeah, many many memes have been <laughs> have been made. We're going to talk about all that. Oh yeah, we're 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 going to get there. I can't wait. I'm so, excited. Yeah, folks, not going to lie, we've got a pretty freaking awesome episode in, in, in store for in it. theory on paper. We got we got some good news, we got some reviews, we got some listener questions, we got a freaking fantastic episode of Daredevil to break down. We're going to get I think we're going to get philosophically deep on this episode of Daredevil. But before we get to all that, sir, you're making a grimacing face. Yeah. Here, you I'll, tell you all, I'll tell you all about it in my, in my week here. Okay. How was your week? <laughs> <laughs> we won't keep the people in suspense. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Week was yeah. good, actually. Um, since we last met, I've uh, been taking full advantage of this whole Gaim membership thing. Gaim? Gaim. Oh, a Gaim. Yeah, the the gym situation. Yes. Uh, per- yeah, doing my thing. Doing my thing, going every other day, getting them gains. I don't know if I'm getting. I believe the gym lingo is. I don't know if I'm putting on gains yet, but I but my my numbers of lifting are going up. Well, I said to you, I mean, you have to get the gains because you're the eye candy of the show. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, don't sell yourself short there, sir. With your your beard is looking mighty proper right now. Well, you know, I like to keep it, you know. Neat. Yeah. I, I can't do that. So I have to overcompensate with muscle for my, short, well, I my shortness. I kind of have to do it because <laughs> I can't grow a well-groomed, like, large beard. Sure. Because at some point, it just starts growing longer in some spots and it does yeah. others. And that's that's just, the key. That's nice, the you got a nice yeah. little... Yeah. Appreciate it. Classy. Classy. Yeah. Uh, can't do that. This is all I got right here. This this chin, this is it. <laughs> in, in, in November, I go for the stash and it looks terrible but i rock it anyway because i don't care how i look to people you go with just the stash no i'm not a weirdo i rocked just the stash for a while i tried to bring it back how'd that go i've been more successful at other things in life than i was at that. <laughs> anyway I got so the, the gym is going well so the, you, the grimace you mentioned is um is me yeah you're drinking something i'm there. drinking um water with a scoop of allegedly flavorless protein powder um, spoiler alert in water it ain't flavorless so to compensate for that I got some of that uh, that that, fl- that water flavor squeezy stuff yeah I got Kool-Aid grape going right now and it's great but that that protein has a has an aftertaste a little a little high note a little, a little chalkiness a little uh, chalky would be preferable to, preferable to what this kind of tastes like what would you describe it as I it, it's hard to describe <laughs> It's not good. Let's put it that way. This, this isn't the flavored stuff. I got. I should probably look into some like chocolate or or peanut butter or something. But so yeah, I'm up in my protein intake and I'm hitting weights and I'm I'm. It's, but as I say all that, I'm still the guy who goes to the gym like yesterday, for instance, and I get my stuff ready. I'm getting. I'm, I went alone because my my lifting buddy is uh, in in away. He's out of town. Okay. So I go alone. I go get myself set up on a squat rack, and there were a uh, a, a group of of 
of bros, dude bros, oh, in the locker room. Yeah. And they were in the locker room kind of being obnoxious. And I'm like, okay, great. Well, I'm just going to go put my, my wireless Bluetooth headphones in and go, go to my squat rack and do my thing. So I get over there only to realize that my Bluetooth headphones were uh, dead. So oh. I have to – now I got to get pumped up to, you know, garbage music and that they play in the gym. And then as I'm getting up my – no, not even – it's it's like – it's just bad. It's it's like Kiss Night 8.5, but, but worse. So – uh, so I'm, you know, I'm trying to, trying to get my thing, get, get, get mentally ready, get all amped up. And then sure enough, the bros, the, oh, bros, oh, the bros, they decide to locate right by me oh. and they're all like in their, in their tank tops and they're, you know, the one dude's kind of serious business looking with, with the muscles and whatnot. Yeah. Then he's got the other bros though, that were just kind of hanging around and they all got their big obnoxious beats headphones on. Have you seen these things? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. stop with that. That's yeah. anyway. So they're all mugging, doing their deadlifts right behind me, and I'm like, me, Mister Inadequate Amateur. I'm just like, <laughs> I- I'm in a terrible mental place with these guys around me trying to get my lifts on. I did what I could, and then I just, I, I, I kind of, I'm not gonna say I cut it short because I hit all my numbers that I wanted to hit. Yeah. But I got the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah. So that was unfortunate. My, uh, my niece. Wanted a pair of those Beats headphones. I tried really hard to sell her on a pair of Bose headphones like I'm wearing right now. Classy. They, they sound better. The kids like the more Beats. For your money. Yeah. I like the in-ears, personally. Like I'm wearing right now, I like these. I prefer I prefer the over-ear. Yeah, I can't. You get a better sound out of it. I like these better, but okay. I, that's because I don't, I don't like anything. Personal preference, personal comfort. Yeah, comment. Totally. Um, anyway, so that's 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 going on. That's going okay. I feel pretty good about that. It's yeah. it's weird. It's just, it's a whole different culture for yeah. me, but it's that's something I feel like I have to do at this point in my life. Um, so that happened. Uh, I did a brew on Sunday. My buddy Colin saw that. How'd that go? Not as well as I wanted, but okay. it's bubbling downstairs. So we'll see what it turns into. Um, I think I need some new equipment. We'll get into a devil's. Uh, brew about that at some point basically yeah. my mash ton the thing that you put your grain in with your water of temperature and hold until you extract all the sugar out of the grain sure well it's a thing it's like a, it's, like, it's a cooler <laughs> essentially that you, you put your dry grain in you get your water up to ballpark 168 degrees ish yeah you put the water in in the grain close the lid let that sit for like an hour ballpark figures here yep and you run all of it out and that's where you get your base for your beer, basically. It's, that's yeah. where it, all the sugar comes out of the grain. Well, <clears throat> if you have like an inefficient system, which is what I'm having right now, uh, you don't get all the sugar you want out, and your beer won't be as high in ABV. You won't hit your target your target numbers when you want to start the boiling process. It's just your beer won't be what you want it to be. I'm running into that right now, I think. So my cooler has served me well this long, but I think it's time to upgrade some equipment. That's unfortunate. Um, raw. I'll give you a quick raw recap. It's, we're just, I'm just going to truck through all because sure. a lot of good stuff has happened here, um, and I want to end it with uh, my favorite thing of the week. So raw was not nearly as good as it was last week. Let's yeah. just get that out of the way. It's gone back to form. Not totally. There's still some cool stuff going on. They're doing a roster shakeup where they're um, they're going to uh take guys from SmackDown, put them on Raw, put guys on Raw, put them on SmackDown. That's yeah. happening right now. In fact, I should set my DVR because they're going to be doing some stuff to this. Ah, damn it. And what channels do these air USA. On? It's all on USA. Both shows? Yes, both shows. Right. 8 o'clock Monday, 8 o'clock Tuesday. 
SmackDown is an hour shorter than Raw, though, mercifully. Uh, so, oh, last week, my phone was blowing up on the yeah. show. You might remember. Uh, yeah, Shinsuke debuted. I saw that. saw that. Didn't wrestle anybody. Just showed up. Well, you know. Did his entrance. Baby stuff. Place went nuts. He left. <laughs> okay, sure. Ty Dillinger also debuted. Okay. He of 10, 10, 10 uh, fame. Okay. Yeah, he's he's on the main roster now. Good for him, man. That guy's been in developmental for like over a decade. He's earned it. Anyway, uh, Raw was, oh, eh, a reversion somewhat back to form last night, but uh, Braun Strowman, of all people, you might have seen this because it made like dead spin, beat the crap out of Roman Reigns backstage for like a 10-minute segment. Literally, just beat the, 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 the bejesus out of him. They load, they load him onto a stretcher. They're, re- they're, they're getting ready to like roll him they're up on like this loading bay, you know, where trucks pull up. So yeah, there's yeah. like that big gap, mm-hmm. you know, like that big drop. So they're loading, they're getting them all strapped in. And I don't know how they, 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 there's a cut in the, in the cat. They, they filmed it earlier in the day, obviously, but yeah. it's, but it, they did it so well. So they're getting them all strapped in. And then, uh, then you hear out of nowhere, well, I'm not finished with you. And then <laughs> comes back into Get fight. over here. It was so awesome because the, the beatdown went on forever. And then they're strapping them in the crowd, by the way, you can still hear the crowd audio and they're, all, they're loving all of this because everyone hates Roman except Vince McMahon. So, like yeah. every time Roman gets beat, it's fantastic. So they're loading him on the stretcher. They're, they're they're taping him down to the stretcher, and the crowd's chanting, "You deserve it!" At him, <laughs> it's, it's, it's magical. So Braun's like, "I'm not finished with you yet." He grabs the stretcher, dude, and he he again. There's a there's a camera cut, so they I don't know yeah. how. So he so from from behind, they're looking over this loading bay, and he. Pushes the stretcher off the loading bay, and it goes like it goes all over the loading bay. Blonde darts into the ground below and topples over. It's oh, it's great. So they cut again. They go back down there. Roman's still tied to the stretcher, all busted up. The EMT, EMTs come back around again, and they they load them up. This time they pick them up and they load them in the, into the ambulance. What happens? I'm not finished with you yet. Braun comes back into frame. He starts goes at the ambulance. Get starts, back over here. Oh, my God. He starts pounding on Roman again. And then this is clearly gimmicked, but but for what they were trying to accomplish, it's fantastic. Braun gets out of the ambulance. The camera goes around to the side of the ambulance. Braun comes over and proceeds to pick up the ambulance and push it on its side with Roman inside. All right. So clearly on the side of the ambulance that is skewed from the camera. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. There's on. some kind of pull. But yeah. either way, it looked really cool. It was it was That's a hot cool. segment, yeah. man. It was pretty funny. Anyway, that was the highlight of Raw by a, by a mile. It was great. Um, but the best part of my week happened on Sunday night. Uh, I, as a backer, got to watch the first episode of the new Mystery Science Theater 3000, which premieres on Netflix Friday, this Yay. Friday. It's great. Is it? It's great. It's great. I'm so relieved and happy about it. Yeah. It's fantastic, dude. Like, Well, I mean, the people they had have involved in it, it's kind of, there's a good pedigree in there. Uh, you've got Mike, the original Mike. Uh, Joel, how you Joel, think? Yeah. yeah. Michael J. Nelson is not involved. Well, I, it's okay. It's at your wheelhouse. Yeah. But. No, yeah, the the creator is this is yeah, his baby. Original creator. Um, he co-owns it with Shout Factory, who does the DVDs. And um oh god, I think I'm blanking on the guy. Oh, it's Jonah Ray is the host now. Jonah Ray, the yeah. artist. He's, um he's always funny. Uh Pat Oswalt. 
Yeah. Felicia Day. Felicia Day. Uh, it's, it's, all I can say about it is like, it's new, but it's familiar. And they, the heart is still there. So, so it's, it's, so it's kind of like watching Force Awakens. Yeah, kind of like that. Okay. That's, that's a good, that's a good comparison. Yeah. It's, it's, the conceit of the show is the conceit of the show. So like, yeah, yeah. the theater riffing and all that, hilar- yeah. hilarious, by the way. Like, what was the first movie? Um, as I'm not really allowed to say. Uh, All right. No, if you're not allowed to say, you're not allowed to say. I am, but they prefer that we don't until okay. Friday. Until Friday, because I right. I also know what all the movies are. Cause I got access to all of them by by um because by, as, a, as a backer, they released all of them to, to yeah. us uh, last night. Um, you'll find out Friday. They're okay. all going to be on Friday. But yeah, so <clears throat> it's fantastic. Um, there's little nitpicks I have like. The riffing is a little faster now. Yeah. There's not as much dead... I want to call it dead air because there is a movie playing after all. Yeah. But they're pushing in more... I don't want to say pushing, but there's more jokes than there was in the old show, which was intentional. Uh, Joel basically felt that the generation now is used to that kind of style. And yeah, they don't, comedy's they don't, a little more fast-paced nowadays. Yeah. And honestly, it wasn't... Only at times that I notice it being problematic. For the most part, when the yeah. jokes land, they still land and they're fantastic so it was very very good i was very happy with the riffs they were very there was we were, we were dying at many a time and we were dying it was great um the other my only other major complaint <clears throat> is that the new tom servo's voice is not as wonderfully baritone as kevin murphy used to be so gotcha. he gets mixed up with jonah ray a little bit when i'm hearing them in the theater but the new voice of crow t robot is Perfect. He's pitch nice. perfect, dude. It's it's great. Nice. Um, so I'm really psyched about it. I'm really really happy about it. Um, yeah. Can you tell? Because I'm really happy about you're, this being you're it's smiling. My, it's my favorite show ever, dude. Like it. It. When I was a kid, that show like shaped my sense of humor, my like sarcastic nature, my consumption of media, and how I analyze media and how I think about movies and and structure and stuff. Like it kind of it kind of set me on a course in a way in a lot of ways. So, like I'm glad it's it's to have it back now as an adult and having been and I'm kind of part of why it's back. Yeah, that's it's it's just awesome. It's super cool. I'm I'm so stoked for it. Um, yeah, Friday on Netflix. I hope everyone will check it out and nice. watch it because it's great. Alrighty. How was your week? I'm, I just monopolized like no, 10 no, that's of the fine. Show. That's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, my week was it was all right. Uh. See Tuesday night picked up Rogue One. Wednesday night watched Rogue One. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. Am I a bad fan? I don't think you're a bad fan, but watching it this is this is my third time watching it. Okay, I caught it a second time in the theater. Um, it is still extremely good. It is extremely rewatchable. It's one of those movies that fall in that category. You can kind of put it on anytime. Hmm. You don't necessarily have to be in the mood for it. So it's like, doesn't matter where you fall into the movie, you're just going to start watching it immediately? Yeah. Force Awakens is like that, too. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I think uh, Force Awakens, I know some pe- a lot of people aren't going to agree with me when I say this, but Force Awakens and Rogue One uh, don't have necessarily some of the pacing issues that some of the... Uh, the original trilogy movies have bite your tongue, sir. But okay, go well, on. at least Star Wars. Oh yeah, I'll and con- I'm talking. I'm yes. talking about my favorite movie of all time here. I'll concede that for sure. You know, once once they land on Tatooine, that movie comes to a grinding halt until they get on the Death Star. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's great stuff that happens. Iconic stuff, but it's not well paced. Yeah, that's that's accurate. Anyway, yeah. so Rogue One. So yeah, watch Rogue One. Great special features. Not outrageously extensive, but still good. Okay. Um. So that was that. Uh, what we do? Wednesday night, Thursday. Night, not much really happened. We what? played. We played X Wing on Friday. No, on Saturday. Saturday. What I'm on sorry. Friday that we didn't do oh, night on Friday. Man, I'm a I'm a jerk. Uh, my friend, uh, I have my, I have a, a friend of mine who plays in the metal metal, I guess, uh, band metal. Norma Jean. Um, if anyone out there knows Norma Jean, uh, one of the guitar players, uh, Jeff is buddy of mine. So he, they were in town. Yeah, he got us. Uh, he got m- me a uh, all access backstage pass because nice. they're on tour with uh, Periphery right now. For all the kids out there that like Periphery, I met Periphery on Friday. Nice guys. I left before their sh- their set though. <laughs> wow! So most You're people would think I'm a jerk, but I'm not a jerk. I I was there to see Jeff, hung out with Jeff, um, and then met Periphery backstage after Jeff's band's set was done. Before Periphery was on, had a nice chat with uh, Misha Mansour, the guitar player of Periphery, who all the guitar nerds will love. Nice guy again, nice guys all around. But uh, I wasn't going to hang out and watch them. So. Gotcha. So they don't know who I am. It doesn't matter. Funny, funny. So anyway, old, that was Friday, Saturday. We played games. Anyway, yes, continue. Funny old trivia aside, you mentioned the band named Norma Jean. Yes, Norma Jean, obviously being the legal name of Marilyn Monroe. Uh, by knowing me, you are within six degrees of separation from Marilyn Monroe. Go on. Uh, my biological grandfather on my father's side, although not from everything, I have very little, if any, memories of him. He passed away when I was. Very very young, but from everything I've heard, was not of not the best person in the world. You okay there? Last sip. Last oh, sip. that last, last sip. It, all all the stuff that didn't get mixed the, in. The concentrate right at the bottom. Yeah. Oh, that was that was rough. It might have been a mistake. <laughs> Go on. So, um, <laughs> not a not not one of the best uh, persons ah. from what I've heard. Sorry, but he was very. Um, for lack of a better term, not really political, but very influential figure in early development Niagara Falls as like a tourist attraction back in the day. Okay. Um, and he was organizer of like different events that would happen. They used to have big parade in Niagara Falls. And this is when Niagara Falls was like huge nationwide, people coming from all over. I mean, obviously, it's still kind of that day, but from stories I've heard, it's not it's nothing what it used to be. And in one of these parades, they got Marilyn Monroe to come and be in the parade. My grandfather met her and had, like, dinner with a bunch of people and her included. So, yeah. Wow. Degree separation, Marilyn Monroe. There you go. Oh, and also Adam Sandler. I, I met Adam Sandler once to a much lesser degree. Yeah. 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 Not nearly as iconic. No, no, no. So, oh, yeah. Uh, Saturday night, we had games. Yeah. Um, we played X-Wing for the first time. We did. We did. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get to finish because we started late. We started late. And it was the first time we ever played. There was a lot of setup to that game. And anytime you play a game for the first time. Double the play time. Yeah, double the play time. You're still figuring things out. We were uh, getting it, though, by the end. Yeah, we were we were moving along pretty smoothly at the end. But I just think we were just like. Cause it I was, was shot, dude. one thirty in the morning. Yeah. And we we had each taken out one of the other ships, and we're like, all right, one or two. We were we were. Trying, no, no, I we, took out I took out one of your Tie Fighters, and you took out Wedge. I took out Wedge Antilles. You did, yeah. Um, what do you think of the game? 
it, it was better than I thought it was going to be, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, once we got into it, once, I mean, I, I was intimidated by the setup. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, what is all this? And then you, you break, there's a that, lot that, to it. You, you're breaking out these, like, protractors and stuff, yeah. literally. And I'm like, oh, God, what are we doing? <laughs> I felt very nerdy for a yeah. moment. But then I, you know, no, it, once we got a few turns in and you start, you know, figuring out the, 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 the sequence of actions and all that, it, yeah, it's it cool. It's a lot it, of fun. It's a cool game. Um, I'm considering which ships to purchase next. Mm. Um, I'm thinking I want to kind of add a bigger ship to both sides. That's fair. Um, I think so. I think my next one I'm going to get is the hero of the heroes of the resistance pack, which comes with the millennium Falcon and Poe Dameron's X-Wing. Okay. But on the other side, on the, on the Imperial side, I could get slave one, which is a dual faction ship. It can be used in the, the Imperial faction or the scum and villainy faction. Okay. Um, or I can get the Imperial Decimator, which is just a really sweet looking ship. I'll show it to you after after the show. I feel like just for nostalgia's sake, you got to get the Falcon yeah, and the Slave One. There's some, there's some crazy looking Imperial ships, though, like the TIE Defender and the TIE Punisher. Okay. Yeah. TIE Punisher, think of a TIE Bomber on crack. <laughs> Oh, so it's got the dual cockpit thing? No. no. Oh. Okay, so picture a TIE Punisher. I, I can't. No, no, I'm sorry. A, a picture a TIE Bomber. Yes. Okay, take the cockpit section, move it to the center. Yeah. Do you know, like, where the missile housing uh, section? The I thought, other, I the, thought other the TIE section? Bomber was, like, it's got the two cockpits. Yeah, it's got the... No, it's not two cockpits. Oh. See, I know it's because I played TIE Fighter on the You know what I mean, though. No, it's got the yeah. two things it's in the middle. It's got a cockpit and then an armory housing. Oh, okay. Okay, so take the cockpit yeah. move it to the center. Gotcha. Now, on a TIE Punisher, there's not one armory housing. There's two? There's four. Four. One on, like, each corner of it. And wow. it's just a beastly-looking ship. All right. So yeah, uh, Tie Defender is take a uh, standard uh, Tie Fighter cockpit. Yeah, think of a Tie Interceptor. Yeah, I know that. Flip the wings, of course. Move two down to the bottom and put one on top. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> That's just some guy messing around with drawings. It's like no, they're from. It's from uh, the now like now they call it Legacy Universe because you can get an E Wing for the Rebels. Okay. Which was the ship that they premiered in the Dark Empire comic series way back in the day. The more you know. I, I don't know this stuff. Okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, I think I think we enjoy the game. Um, I think I, I think a, a formal game board would be helpful for that game. Yeah, definitely. There are play mats that you can buy. Just something so we we can be accurate with our placement of yeah. ships. Because yeah. the way you do all the turns and the maneuvering, like I feel like there's a, there's probably a standard grid that we're not. That we we were imagining, it's, it's not, but it's not so much a grid as think of like a, a three by three mouse pad. All right, and it's just got like a star field on it, or some of them have like the Death Star and you know Yavin Four. Okay, all right, all right. So yeah, and you play on that. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick up one of those at some point. But yeah, really, I really enjoyed it. I think it'd be a lot of fun if you know next time we play, we do like teams. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool, and kind of. Go through the cards a little more first so people have better understanding of what does what. Because I think a lot of times we were just like moving and shooting. We were forgetting what like abilities. Well, we like had I said, as we were getting as we were getting into it, I was actually looking at the cards like, oh, okay, oh, I, I can do I that. can do this now. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So yeah, that's that's the meta of the game. 
that I'm interested in learning. So yeah, that was Saturday. That was Saturday. Um, Friday, actually Thursday and Friday last week. You know how in the past I've had mandatory overtime at work? Yeah. Had the exact opposite problem uh, this time. Not necessarily problems, actually. What, they you send know. you home? We we uh, ran out of work. We have certain like policies that we pay in, and we just had like... So, so your we, overlords ran out of work for you to do. So we have Do you option. get paid? Yeah, I can use the paid time off if I want to leave early. Oh. So I, I did that Thursday and Friday. But you you have to take the time, though. You don't have to leave if you don't want to. Okay. Well, they'll, they'll, all find, right, like, all right, all right. they'll find like scrub work for you to do. Gotcha. And I'm okay. just like, eh, you know, I'm just going to go home. Gotcha. So, yeah. And that was, yeah, that was pretty much it. Calm, cool. mellow weekend. Uh, yeah. Good I, times. I am over the 60 hour mark in Zelda, by the way. I you know what uh, that is a little lower than I would have thought. Well, this gym thing and, and yeah. And oh, speaking the beer speaking and, of uh, of mustache only. Yeah, here you go. That's me with the mustache only. It, you know, honestly, I make it work, don't I? You kind of make it. Yeah, little, little Tom Selleck in there, isn't it? P- well, pump the brakes, but <laughs> but it's it's not as bad as I feared. All right. You rock it better than most. I, you know, it's sometimes I can do it, sometimes I can't. Okay. Okay, so folks, Woo. as always, epic intro. We love to hear from you. We've heard from a bunch of you this week that we're going to get to you momentarily. But before we do, let us tell you where you can find us if you want to ask us some questions, make some comments on the show. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdupod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources on the devilsdupodcast.com website. That being said, Drew, we have some cross-examination to do. All right. So, got a bunch of questions this week. I believe we are both gentlemen, so we will start with ladies first. Uh, ladies being my, my dear wife, Julie, who sent us in a question. All right. Said, hi, Carl and Drew. I really enjoy all the news you share on this show and about the movies and the shows coming out. Question for you. Do you have more respect for an actor who is picky and choosy about their roles or more respect for an actor who takes any role that comes their way? Hmm. Here's the thing. You know what what it comes down to for me? What's that? Quality of the performance. Yeah. Yeah. You can be in a million things, but if you're good in all of it, and I enjoy watching you in all of it, then I respect you. But if you're just in a million things and you kind of stink, I'm probably not going to respect you very much. Yeah, no, I get that. I think, and we've established, I think we've discussed about this before, about how sometimes an actor will take a job because it's a project they're very passionate about and they want it, they want to do. And sometimes you just take a job because you want to make a paycheck. Yeah. Perfect example. Anthony Hopkins is in the next Transformers movie. Yeah, oh, he called Michael Bay a savant and like a or not or an auteur, an auteur. What he, he like he lavished praise on 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 the Bay. Wow! And I thought Sir Anthony's oh, lost his mind. Respect for, for Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> well, we, we will then refer to, refer to the default example of this, which was Michael Caine. Yes, in Jaws Four. That's correct. And I and I quote Michael Caine, I've never seen the movie. I've seen the house it built and it's beautiful. That's right. Yeah. 
Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just gotta, you gotta you take a take the job. I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. It's like you know, if you're in a position to do it, I guess it's fine. I yeah. mean, it depends how stuffy you want to get about it. I mean, some guys are picky, and, and the art, the art trumps all. And and dude, believe me, as a musician myself, like, and it's a different medium, but still, I I respect the the, the pure guys. Yeah. But at the same time, like sometimes you got to pay the bill. You know, you got to put on the table sometimes. You know what? Sometimes you just want to be in something that's fun and not really serious. That you know may not be sure. Perfect example: Robert De Niro. Okay, past couple films he's done, people have kind of chagrined. Uh huh. But you know what? His he he's got nothing left to prove. No, if he wants to go around have fun, he just wants to have some fun. Then that's that's do it up. Work with the people he wants to work with. Have fun doing that. Uh, speaking of, real quick before we I forget, so Netflix ponied up money for De Niro to, and, and Pacino to be in a movie. They did. That's what I. I, yeah. I we got to look into this, but I think yeah, I think they they Netflix like gave them a boatload of money, and they're going to be in a movie. And Joe Pesci is even like coming out of retirement to be in it because wow. he wants to be in a movie with Bobby De Niro. Gone fishing too. Uh, ideally, no. <laughs> Maybe something more along the lines of Casino. I'd be okay with that. But anyway, yeah. Um. So yeah. Julie, thank you very much for yes, the question. Thank you. We appreciate it. And now we go to a gentleman who has sent in questions in the past. Uh, Mr. Tom Fenzel. Sup? Send us in a, another email. Hey guys, I want to start off. I want I want to first off thank you for having a family style podcast. As I bite through my tongue, you're welcome. <laughs> My two-year-old <laughs> loves listening to you guys, especially when you say podcast. 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 Podcast? Podcast. 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 He is learning new words every day now, so I can't listen to Kevin Smith in my car with him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. See? See? I told you, man. You got to have, you know widens the audience it does it does if you can give him a shout out to my if you can give a shout out to my son he will smile his name is colin hello colin colin buddy thank you so much for listening we really appreciate you listening to us and because you enjoyed so much podcast podcast colin (laughs) podcast questions drew yes on your switch oh do you find it difficult to open the kickstand I just got mine on Sunday, and I feel like I will break mine. Also, how did Brew Day go, which you covered? Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Um, no, I don't have that problem, really, but I don't really use the kickstand. I'm either holding it or it's in the dock. That's that's just where I'm at. Um, I haven't uh, been in a position to really take it out in public and like, hey, guys, let's play something with the Joy-Con, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the kickstand routine. So uh, I, I have no problem with it. I do understand the breaking concern, but um, don't worry about breaking it. If it pops off, it pops right back on. So... It, it, Nintendo thought of that, even though everyone's scared to death of breaking it. Don't worry. It, it goes right back on. Well, if you break the tab, then you're kind of screwed. Yeah, but I think you got you to gotta go through some effort to do that, I think. All right. Yeah. You're fine. It's good. It's all good. <laughs> Switch is good. And uh, the Brew Day was excellent. Well, like I said, not excellent, but yeah. Brew Day is always fun. Carl, when your son is older, what stand will you have on moving on movies... On the movies, ratings of PG, PG, 13, and R. Will some movies still be okay for him to watch before he reaches the, quotes, appropriate age? Which ones? Julie and I have talked about about this a lot before we had William, actually. Um, 
Uh, see, here's the thing. Obviously, PG, there's really not going to be a lot in PG I'm going to have to worry about. No. Um, PG-13 is kind of a, a sham rating. Yes. A lot of times. PG-13 was kind of brought about so that movies that were rated R but not like super hard R could have more of a box office return. You widen your audience by having a PG-13 as opposed to an R. So I think for me personally, I'm pretty sure Julie's in agreement with me that it's it's all based on content. Like we will obviously we will screen the movie if there's something that we feel might be questionable uh, before we let William watch it. Like the perfect perfect example of this is Taken. Taken because I had a I had a debate with this with my sister in law. Taken is PG thirteen. Kidnapping, Liam Neeson coming to kill you. That's that's that's, yeah. that's edgy. Yeah, that's I mean that's kind of what. If I remember correctly, the PG thirteen rated was rating was created for Indiana Jones Temple of Doom. Doom. Dude gets his heart ripped out in that movie. Yeah, Yeah. and they did. They didn't want to lose the box office gross, so they invented a rating to make it a little more acceptable. Uh, So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, case dependent. That's fair. I think yeah, because I'm not gonna trust. I'm not going to trust someone else's judgment on content for something that my son is going to watch. I'm going to watch him myself. I watched RoboCop and Predator when I was a child. So, well, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm a, little, a little skewed in my judgment. Yeah. But in, as an adult, that was a bad call. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, don't. I don't know don't if I would wrong. let my kid. Yeah. Then again, you know what? If, when I do have a, if I do have a child, uh, it might be a, a, a rite of passage. Like, son, today we watch RoboCop together. Well, yeah, you'll... With with any parent, you'll be able to determine when your child is ready for something like that. Sure. Like, my father, when he found I was watching some of the more intensive stuff, he's like, he just kind of sat me down and said, you understand that this is make-believe, this is not real, you cannot go do the stuff that you're seeing here. And I was like, yeah, he's like, okay, fine, watch whatever you want. All right. My father, great dad, did a lot of things right. I'm probably not going to follow his example in that particular area. Fair enough. So yeah, that was that was that. To both, oh, uh, both questions. Hey, any sci-fi shows that you guys are watching right now? I'm into the expanse on sci-fi. The adaptations from the books is good. I'll be honest with you, dude. All I watch are this Marvel stuff and Mystery Science Theater right now. Uh, Better Call Saul just came back on, so I got some my DVR waiting for me. Yeah. I don't really watch much television. I've heard good things about The Expanse, and I would like to put it on my list because I've heard very good things about it. I think as far as the sci-fi category goes, for and uh, I'm broadening this category a lot, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., still really good. Okay. Especially now because they're in uh, kind of a Matrix-type environment where Hydra is in place instead of S.H.I.E.L.D., Remind me, by the way. And the talk- episode was called What If. Ah, I see what they did there. Yeah. Let me remind me when we get into our new segment about uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatnot. Okay. I have a little question. All right. Okay. Um, what else? Um, you know what I just started watching? Into the Badlands. Ah, the, the Kung Fu martial arts show on AMC. Yes. The, the, 
it's like on its third season, is it not? Well, the first season just came on Netflix. Okay. And How, it's only eight episodes long. It looked neat. How is it's it? It's good. Really? It's really good. Okay. It's what the Kung Fu fights in Iron Fist ah. should have been. Yeah, I'm going to have a lot to say about fights choreography after this after our episode today. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like uh, Mad Max meets uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I can dig that. Yeah. So it's I'm on episode like five or six right now. It's good. I would definitely recommend it. All right. So yeah. Um, suggestion. With the Star Wars night at the Bison's game coming up in June, you guys oh, should try yeah. and get with the group that does it. Uh, Northridge Star Wars Fan Club. The director writer is Brian Stoyle. I believe we both know Brian, or at least I know Brian. Okay. Um, and you can interview him and talk Star Wars and charity work that it provides. Thanks again, Tom Fenzel. That is a good idea. Yeah, we, we can, should do that. We can definitely look into that. Got a Nickel City Con coming up next month. We do. Do you, that I will be I, the I, show I, won't be there in official capacity. No, you will be there in, in our in our stead. I unfortunately will uh, be out of town. I and this is weird because I just found out today that DDP is doing a DDP yoga session. Yep. On the on the Friday show on the Friday day of the show, I would have gone to that, but I will be uh, out of town. To see Metallica. Are you going to be out of town the whole weekend? Are you going to miss the con completely? I will be out of town Thursday, late Thursday evening. Metallica show is Friday. Probably coming home Saturday. I'm not sure how long the drive is from here to Rhode Island, so I wouldn't anticipate being back until Saturday night, if not Sunday. Ah. So, right. yeah. I'm also, that that also means I'm going to miss William Shatner. You're going to miss the chat. Oh, I was going to pony up for that, too. Did you see what they're, they're doing? Um... Was the I think it's the Thursday night at the um, what's theater the one on Hurdle uh, the North Park the- North- yes North, North Park, Park Theater yeah. they're screening Flash Gordon with Sam Jones in attendance ah that's Q&A pretty cool afterwards. that's smart I might that's smart I might have to go see it it's not expensive either I think it's like twenty bucks see that's the kind man. I would pay twenty bucks just to go see Flash Gordon in the theater alone is it me just before we continue. That's the kind of thing real cities do. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's smart. We need more of that in this town. Yeah. It's um it's it's really cool. I I always laugh though cuz like for um older generations like that Flash Gordon movie is their Batman and Robin. Yeah, I can see that. Cuz it's so far removed from what the the comic strip and was and whatnot. So, yeah. But I love that movie. That movie's friggin' awesome. Says you. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now we get to our, our Cliff and Norm of, oh. of, the, of the cross-examination, if you would. Wow. I'll let you decide who's who. Um, we'll let the listeners decide who's who. <laughs> so questions this week from Mr. Uh, J. Gelsomino. I apologize for the grim nature of this week's questions in advance, but I went down a YouTube rabbit hole. Uh Uh-oh. Carl, of the four cinematic masterpieces, what is your favorite death, human or animal, in the Jaws film franchise? Hashtag uh, best buoys, which is a joke. Jay Jay and I were talking, I think it was your last week or the week before. And I said that he and I should do a television show, you know, like you do, uh, yeah. of two close friends who uh, study sharks, Uh huh. and the show would be called, wait for it, 
chums. <laughs> I need to have a job developing television shows. Can we agree on this? I'm not sure. Every time I have my an idea for a television speak volumes. Show. I don't know if I like that or if I'm hitting myself in the I'm, if I'm face palming so hard. Chums. It's well, good job. That's good job. Come on, that's genius. It it is. Yeah, it kind of is actually. You <laughs> see? There you go. It's play on words. You're thinking about it now. You're yeah, thinking about it. I got it. it. All right. I'm with you. Okay, uh, best death in Jaws. I am going to go with, I forget the character's name, but the Aussie big game hunter from Jaws 3, because he went out, like, Mama Jaws ate him, but she didn't finish him, and he went out holding out a grenade with his, with his half-eaten, you know, body. Sorry, Tom, for your, you know, for your son. We're going to be as little graphic as possible. You know, holding out, holding out a grenade is, is eating self just kind of hanging out of Jaws' mouth, which they, they fashion a, a hook to pull the pin on the grenade. So if he wasn't dead from the eating, he definitely died from the explosion. That was, and that's when the, the, the Jaws yeah. fly at the screens. That, that one was the uh, 3D. 3D one. Yeah. 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 That, that's, yeah, that's weird. So, yeah. The Aussie uh, big game hunter. Okay. Drew. Yeah. What is your favorite death in a Quentin Tarantino film? Oh, God. Um, my favorite death in a Quentin Tarantino film. There's a lot of them, too. Let's see. Um, Pulp Fiction had... I don't know that it had any of my favorites. I mean, Marvin got shot in the face, and, that, and it was so matter-of-fact that, you, you know... Yeah. It was so fast, you almost didn't have time to register it, really. Something in Kill Bill has to be the best. And it would probably be... Bill? It's, Bill's good, but that's not my favorite, though. I think the best in that movie would have to be uh, uh, Lucy Liu. Mm. They're having that sword fight, and it's, and yeah. it's in that beautiful house of blue... Oh, it's, it's real pretty, and then they start, they start going at it, and it's a great fight. And then out of nowhere, bam! And you see the, the red splash across the snow. And they zoom in on her face. And she, and she goes, that was a Hattori Hanzo sword. And then the camera pans back and the friggin' top of her dome is lopped off. Yep. That's pretty, that's pretty solid. I, I think I have to give it to that. But I'm probably, only because I've only seen them a handful of times each and I don't know them as intimately, I'm probably leaving out um, something from Bastard's uh, Django and uh, uh, Hateful Eight. I'm probably forgetting something awesome. Oh God, dude! Hitler getting shot in the face till his head explodes. That's pretty good too. I'm not gonna lie. Anytime you can shoot Hitler in the face till his head is mush, that's 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 pretty cool. Sorry, Colin. He's two. He doesn't. It's okay. He doesn't need to know. When he's old enough, he'll understand. It's yeah. okay. Okay, so, and lastly, podcast because Jay's a ray of sunshine this week. <laughs> um, if not already mentioned, what is your favorite cinematic death, either in coolness or in the scope of a movie? So, overall, favorite cinematic death. <clears throat> Help me. Help me. 
and then he gets hit with a car Robo and explodes cop. on Clarence Boddicker's hood. Did you watch that scene yeah, lately? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. He, he oh pulp. It fiction. That was in a movie. <laughs> They made a Saturday morning cartoon out of that. Uh, they did. <laughs> they did. They were action figures. This, this movie had a happy meal. <laughs> yeah. Not quite, but. Um, all right. Favorites and Mac. That's probably not my favorite, but that's the first one that came to mind. Yeah. Randy Quaid and Independence Day. <laughs> He'll fly. He's pilot. Well, I might not surprise, man. <laughs> no. Um. Mm. Maybe Grandma Tarkin, but just anticlimax boom because he just kind of goes out stoic. Like I don't think he ever saw into the last. He never saw it coming. Yeah, man, I don't know. That's tough because there's so many movies, so many movies. Yeah, that's this is the, that's tough, man. That's a that's a wide net you're casting yeah. right there. Maybe uh. Maybe T-Bird and the Crow? I was pretty intense. Um, yeah. It was intense. I wouldn't... I mean, not for nothing. Top Dollars is kind of more graphic. Yeah. He gets impaled on the gargoyle and there's literally blood pouring out of the gargoyle's mouth. Yeah. It's kind of intense, isn't it? As far as, like... It's tough to say, like, favorite, but as far as, like, most emotionally moving, mm. you have to give props to Iron Giant. Don't. Dude, I'm emotionally. I stop. Go. No, stop, dude. I will cry. I will cry on this show. You stay. Oh. No follow. You are who you choose to be. Superman. Superman. Vin Diesel, I'll make fun of you all day long, man. <laughs> but you make me cry with less than five words in your career. And create that's that's insane that's that's madness I don't yeah. know how that works <laughs> all right Jay thanks for the questions on Apollo to... Creed by the way that one gets me still yeah don't tell don't tell oh uh, did you ever watch Creed no I heard it's good I, yeah dude. that's what I hear man I'm, I'm behind I'm Creed. so behind I'm terrible I used to be all about movies I used to see movies all the time and now I'm a freaking thirty four year old like grandpa i don't go to movies anymore and people the kids there i'm I'm, dude i'm terrible i'm the worst i don't watch the television (laughs) what's wrong with me a lot oh okay but we love you good questions from (laughs) mr alan waiters yes i think alan's the the cliff personally (laughs) no not no alan's norm because jay doesn't drink well, they both try. They do, but Norm's like the staple. Okay. The staple drunk. All right. I'm not saying you're a drunk, Alan, but Jay doesn't drink. <laughs> so it's it's a matter of degree, really. Gotcha. All right. I think he meant to say here, hi, guys. Hi? It just, it just said, hi, guys. I guess we're an Apple product now. You um, are. <laughs> hi, guys. Just enjoying my Easter vacation, but enough about me. Carl and Drew. Shut up, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Really? Shut up. <laughs> Do you want any board games on your vacation? Because oh! you certainly haven't won any in, oh! in game night recently, I'll tell you that. Ouch. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's Jen to show us your manhood because she still owns it and you don't have it. Ouch. 
Anyway, we saw the Ragnarok trailer, but no sign of Doctor Strange. Do you speculate that Doctor Strange will have a brief cameo like Spider-Man did in Civil War or will have a bigger role? Brief. Yeah, I think it will be brief. Based on Um, what I saw in that trailer, which we'll talk about Oh, yeah, we're going to get to the trailer. Yeah, I think it's going to be a very Spider-Man Civil War cameo. At best. Uh, Carl, with your newfound love of board games, what is your recommendation for listeners who might be looking to get into board gaming? What games do you prefer? Worker placement, trivia, trader games, strategy board games like Blood Rage. Um, I think we've tackled this before. We have tackled this before, but you know, shows how much Alan pays attention. <laughs> Teacher and all, supposed to, you know, no. He's busy, man. He's got lesson plans. He's and busy stuff. doing nothing. He is on vacation. He is on vacation. Um, yeah, intro games. I would say King of Tokyo, Settlers of Catan, Lanterns. Um, how do you feel about uh, 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 the one we played on Saturday? Uh, Splendor. Splendor, yeah, definitely Splendor uh, would is a great. That's kind of the the new hotness mm-hmm. in the the gaming world. Okay, uh, so yeah, definitely those four. As far as games, I personally like. I found I've gravitated to um, deck building and engine building games. Not for nothing, that Street Fighter game you have, yeah, is a solid. I'd say it's a solid introductory deck building game. Yeah. Yeah, that is like the very basics of deck building. You definitely want to try something like that before attempting something like a legendary game. Yeah. Because legendary is uh, much, to- much, I know, we still haven't beaten Apocalypse yet. Yeah, I want to be, I want to beat Apocalypse. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, uh, deck building games is basically when you're drafting cards to make a strong deck that you have in your hand. Um, engine building games are kind of... Uh, along the lines of like Islebound, uh, City of Iron, where you are fabricating a system that generates points for you. Yeah, points, yeah. victory points, things like that. Traditionally, engine building games are very free form and I think lend a to a lot that. of creativity. Yeah, I think a good one for that would be Seven Wonders. Yeah, Seven Wonders. I like that Seven one Wonders a lot, is actually. a good combination of of deck building and engine building and engine building. Yeah, it's a good one. I like that game a lot. Yeah, Seven Wonders is good. I prefer yeah. City of Iron, but sure, I'm never going to turn away Seven Wonders unless I want to play City of Iron instead, <laughs> which I might turn away Seven Wonders. Drew, yeah, where do you fit Breath of the Wild in the Zelda timeline? Oh God, dude, I I, I have no idea. Is that the question? That's the whole question. Yeah. I have no clue. Um, the Zelda tr- the, the Zelda timeline is a, was is a Zelda timeline. Neither did anyone else until fans theorized enough, and then Nintendo officially, after decades of denying it, like put one out. Yeah, and it's weird. It's got three prongs. So there was a timeline, right? Yeah. This is all retroactive, by the because they this, did this like a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. So you have your starting point. Yep. And it goes up, and this is where it gets complicated because... Give us the cliff notes. Cliff notes. What I'm about to tell you is not the order the games came out at all. So yeah. put it this way. There is a there is a starting point. There is a starting point. It's Skyward Sword, the one for Wii U. That's the first game in the history of the franchise, okay? All right. Takes place, it's the earliest event in the timeline. Yeah. Other games somewhere in there, I could, I'm not... 
I don't know which one's off the, offhand. I have to bust up my Hyrule Historia, and we could probably look it up. But once you get to Ocarina of Time, things split three ways. Three timelines after Ocarina, okay? Okay. You have Adult Link beats Ganon timeline. Yep. Adult Link loses to Ganon timeline. And then Child Link... Wind Waker? No. It, 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 then Child Link of Ocarina has his own timeline. So there's three possibility timelines out of Ocarina. And then Zelda, then various Zelda games fall into each of those. Ganon's always the same, allegedly. Um, but Link and Zelda are always reincarnated into new forms, more or less, without knowledge of prior events outside of Legend. Basically, I don't put stock into it anymore. I, like once they when they first announced that three prong thing, I was just like, "There's no way this is yeah. real. This is them kind of appeasing fans who want it." The, the key thing with the Zelda timeline, and I think this is how Nintendo has approached it from the beginning. It is the legend of Zelda. It's a legend. It gets retold over and over and over again, and the. The 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 uh, the generalities are the same, but the details are different, kind of. But it's always the same basic story. That so Breath of the Wild, I have no idea canonically where it would be. I'm just going to take it as it's another reinterpretation of the Legend yeah. of Zelda. When did they come out with allegedly of Zelda? Allegedly, where, <laughs> where it's like kind of, he might have <laughs> done this, you, you know, yeah. probably didn't, but I, they, it kind of maybe happened, sort of like this. They did in that a roundabout way. They did that. It was called Link's Awakening for Game Boy. <laughs> kind of a dream, but not uh, really. But it was, but it wasn't. Kind of like that. All right, so that brings our cross examination to a close, and which leads us to dig into them case files. Oh, and the case files are deep. This where week. um. Do you want to start the dumpster fire or do you want to end the dumpster fire? I want to end strong. Let's start with the dumpster fire. Start with the dumpster fire. Okay. Whole bunch of stuff going on in DC dumpster fire this week, folks. Earlier in the week, a report came out that Warner Brothers was planning four Batman movies. Now, slow down when you say that. Yeah. So, we already knew this. Because that headline... Because they had announced them all already. Gotham yes. City Sirens, Nightwing, Batgirl, and the Batman. Has Nightwing been announced? Or is yes. That... Okay. Yes. All right. They don't have anyone attached to it. They just said they're doing it. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, the story that came out this week was saying that all four of these movies were going to come out in 2019. One per quarter, more or less. And then the rumor about this report was that they were all going to be kind of like one story. So here's the thing. If Marvel came out and said they were going to do this, I'd be like, okay. Right. Fine. I'd believe them. Yeah, believe them. Um, DC just doesn't have credibility yet. No, they don't have the, 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 the cachet, baby. Yeah. So, so that was that. And then I guess it came out today that they never said it was going to be all in one year. They were just confirming there were four Batman movies in development, which we already knew. Yeah. So it's kind of like a weird non-announcement. Yeah. It's, it's like a weird kind of rumor with a lot of credibility to it. And then Warner Bros. going, oh, no, 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 no. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't say that. But, but they did, though. 
Like they already announced those movies. Yeah. I mean, they I announced them. I, I doubt they'll all be out in 2019, if ever. But they did kind of. Whatever. I don't we, care. We can probably <laughs> safely say they're gonna make the Batman movie. Of the yeah, three others, yeah. what do you think is the most likely that actually Batgirl. gets made? Batgirl? Only because Whedon's attached to it. What then if, again, that's not a guarantee either. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. But if I had to bet, that would be my bet. Yep. Just because he's high profile and attached. Gotcha. All right. So that was that. And then I guess uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Well, hang on. First, the report came out that they were... Canceling the Shazam family of movies because they couldn't figure out a way to write it because apparently that's difficult to do in Warner Brothers' case. Yeah, apparently it is <laughs> difficult to write a coherent superhero movie. Um, so they were going to cancel the Shazam movies altogether. Yeah. And Black Adam, who the, who the Rock is playing, will be the main villain of Man of Steel 2. I don't know how much stock I put into that report. Yeah. Um. Although I could easily see them canceling all those movies because number one, Captain Marvel in the in the DC parlance, the Shazam Captain Marvel that is, yeah, bright, cheery, fun. He's a kid who becomes mm-hmm. a, a superhero. Yeah, that doesn't fit in DC's Murderverse aesthetic. So you know, I could see them getting cold Dark, feet about that. Neck snappy. Yeah. Color? What's guns, this color guns, you speak guns, of, sir? Guns, guns, guns. Um, so I, that wouldn't surprise me. But then The Rock came out, and he's he's all gung ho about the Shazam family of movies. Like, yeah, like he said it's, that there's going to be a Black Adam movie and a Shazam movie. Yeah, and he said it's all still on board. Not for nothing. If who do you trust more, Warner Brothers or The Rock? The Rock. Then if The Rock says it's happening, I'm inclined to believe him. All right. I'd one, love to see once a Shazam he gets movie. cold feet, then. I'll say it's not happening. I'd love to see a Shazam movie. I'd love to see a Shazam movie done right. Shazam's a great character who DC criminally undersells because they don't want him to outshine Superman. Yeah. And if you've spent all these years trying to kind of lower this character's profile because you're afraid he might outshine your flagship character, maybe he's just a better character. Uh, DC doesn't know what they're doing, period. Top to bottom. So yeah. I, I don't know. But don't make me choose between Superman and Shazam because I'm taking Superman every time. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah. All right. I like Superman. Chris All Reeve, right. man. Well, I'm t- you and I had this discussion, it's I think, deep. at game night. The original Superman, Chris Reeve, Richard Donner, 1976. No, Ish. 78. 78. Okay. It's still the bar. It's, it's still with everything that's happened since 2008 for me, at least for me personally, that movie is still the bar. Really? Yeah. I, it, yeah. It's, I mean, for a long time, I'd say, yeah, I'll, I'll say this for a performance of uh, the embodiment of the character. Oh, God, was, that is the bar. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, then don't bother. So before I'll say it again, Robert Downey Jr. plays Iron Man. Yes. You know, Chris Helmsworth plays Thor. Yes. Christopher Reeve was Superman. Yeah. Ba- yeah, basically. So much so that he was even good in Superman 3 and 4. The movies were terrible. The movies were terrible. But you're like, Superman, what are you doing in these awful movies? Yeah. 
because he's still Superman. Yep. That when I think of Superman, I still my mind's eye still is it's still Christopher Reeves. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I how yeah. how great would a, a Christopher Reeves Superman and Michael Keaton Batman movie have been? I didn't know that could be a thing in my imagination until just now. <laughs> Can we? Let me ask you this. Okay. Can we get Alex Ross on the case here to do to just do a portrait of some kind of that mashup? Because now I want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And if that's as close as I'm going to get, I'll take it. Yeah. That would be dope. Yeah, it would be. It would be. Okay, so that's the uh, that's the dumpster fire. All right. Let's get away from the dumpster fire. Let's go, let's go on to, to happier things. Although, happier... Mm. I'm, I'm miffed at this. You're miffed. So, well, yesterday... Yeah. Yesterday's big announcement comes out. Okay. Good morning, America. Oh, this. Yes. Huge Star Wars announcement happening today. Yeah. 40 years in the making. Yeah. Mark Hamill and Daisy Ridley are going to be making this announcement. And I'm I'm sitting here because a lot of people initially thought it was going to be the, the trailer. Episode 8 trailer. Yeah. I didn't think so because traditionally in the past when Good Morning America debuts a trailer, they say we have a trailer. Right. The trailer is going to debut. And also the Episode 8 trailer is debuting this weekend at Star Wars Celebration. Right. I looked at this teaser. I watched it. I'm like, what could it be? 40 years in the making. Because this year's Star Wars, the original Star Wars years. 40th anniversary. Yeah. I was like, could this be it? Are we finally going to get the original theatrical release on disc? <sighs> on Blu-ray? Like Blu-ray disc? We can dream. That's all I want. And I was thinking that was it because I was like, all the pageantry they're, they're building up for this, that could be it. Well, it happened today and no, it was not it. It was now, okay, I'm going to sound aggravated here yes, I, because you're gonna I didn't sound get like what a, I want. You're going to sound like a real jerk. I'm going to sound like a jerk, but... The announcement today was for charity. Uh, the the force force for change thing that they do with all the recent Star Wars films. Uh-huh. They're like, hey, you get you can enter this and you could win this and you can win this. And granted, the prizes are pretty freaking spectacular. Aren't it like you can you can be in the Han Solo movie and stuff there's, like that? There's three there's three main prizes. By entering, you have a chance to win one or all three. Wow. The first prize is you get to go to Skywalker Ranch. Okay. The second prize is... Does you, George still live there? He, no. I don't know. No. I don't know. No. But you get to go into like all the archives and everything. Okay. The second prize is you get to go to the premiere of uh, The Last Jedi right. in December. Be fun. Like in Los Angeles. Red carpet. Woo. Yeah. The third prize is you get like a walk-on part in the Han Solo film. Also cool. This is all great. Yes. And charity, all for charity and whatnot. But I wanted the original trilogy on disc. Yeah. They overblew this announcement so much. Ugh. Disappointed. Stupid charity. Freaking! You know what? I'm so angry. I want to donate to the causes that are contradictory to the charity that Omaze helps out. That's what I'm going to do. 
Just don't, just donate. I'm to, the dude in Captain Planet who's polluting the Earth right just, now. Just go donate to Trump's campaign or something. Oh. That's the equivalent. I, well, yeah. So, yeah. But then I was thinking, what if I won all three prizes? Because you get to take Well, look at you, you now, coming you, around. No, I'm not coming around. I still want my damn original trilogy on, well, on if disc. You, if, you go to, if you go to Skywalker Ranch, into the archives, yeah. you might make off with something. But I was thinking, because you get to bring... You get to bring a friend with you. Yeah. I love my wife. Yeah. I do love my wife. Yeah. She likes Star Wars. Yeah. But like but does she love Star Wars? Yeah, it's it's like, <laughs> her love of Star Wars is connected mainly to my love of Star Wars. Okay. She enjoys it more because I'm enjoying it. Uh-huh. And you've got every couple has those things where, you know, you enjoy your enjoyment of it is based on your partner's enjoyment of it. Sure. I love you, honey. Not trying, not trying to say you don't want to start with bumps. So, and then, and then there's you. Oh, you have, you have a genuine, like fervor and passion. It, it, dude, those movies raised me. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the prequel years were, were hard for me because I yeah, this thing I loved was too. was being dragged through the mud. It, and then and then there's my my there's other my, people you could yeah, take, man. Well, they take me. I, closest I, friends, my friend Jim, really likes Star Wars. He's kind of a middle ground between you and Julie. Okay, so I figured it out. If I were to win it, I'll cut each of you in half. No, no. <laughs> take Julie to the premiere. Okay. In Los Angeles. Yeah. Walk the red carpet. Jim and I would be in the Han Solo movie. Take you to Skywalker Ranch. Why can't I be in the movie? Seriously? <laughs> I will go to the ranch. I would think... No, I would love to see the ranch, actually. Only I would because think that would be more... This, well, for a lot of reasons, actually. Because um, they do... On top of Star Wars at, at the ranch, they have Skywalker Studios and all that. Like, bands record there. Joe Satriani records, like, his last three records there. Like, I want to see the big room. I want to... Sure. Uh, you know, yeah. Oh, yeah. That'd be awesome. So, if I happen to win the contest, I'm probably not going to enter. I will bring you. Good, good, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> with the not entering part. So, yeah. That was the extremely frustrating... Uh, one more thing. We won't spend as much time on this before we get to the big story of the week. Um, Marvel Television. Speaking of which, yes. This, do I want to do I want to get this in now? Yeah, go ahead and get it. Just in case question for you. Yes, because I, I saw this in the news thing. Yeah, yeah. So they're making this Inhuman show. You know about that, right? Yeah. I saw some pictures of it. Number one, uh, Black Bolt not doesn't have his full costume, so I don't care. The only thing I do care about the you know you know me the Inhumans. I'm like eh, whatever. But the one thing I will concede, Black Bolt looks really cool. If you're not going to make him look really cool in the show, I don't care. You lose, sir. <laughs> you had one job and you failed it. Good they got, day. They got a lock jaw on it, though. I don't... Dude, you know what the... No, thing, you're a dog, man. I am a dog, man. That's fine. But you know what they gave Black Bolt? A leather coat. That's it. It's always got. Doesn't they have the, 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 the head? Th- no, none of it. Mask? No, 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 no. They might get there. No. You never know. No, they won't. This is it. This is all we can expect. But that's not what I'm talking So they're making this a human show, right? Yeah. You know what came out this week? What? Okay, hang before I tell you this, the, the, before I get to the punchline, part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you watch. Yeah. Part of that show is like this big build towards the Inhumans, right? 
At least it was for it a while. It was, and they've tapered off. Like, the Inhumans are still there, and they're still a factor in okay. the, the story arcs, but it's not, like, Central. revolving around the but they But they're there. Yeah. Inhumans and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will not intertwine at all. At all. That's weird. What? 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 How does that not intertwine? Why does that not intertwine? I'm not watching either, but I but but one is born from the other. Yeah. How Marvel TV is weird, man. Yeah. I don't really care about the DC shows, but I'll give them this. You're, they they mix it up and they they're doing stuff. You're missing so much, man. That's fine, but but like I respect the fact that they can do that and like intertwine it all and yeah. you got you got team-ups happening. Marvel TV is like over here in the in this corner where they never, do the multiverse in the DC shows. Man, never the twain shall meet. They gotta they gotta walk on eggshells about referencing I, the movies. And this is from the studio that owns all the stuff. Yeah, I I think it will it won't be like completely hundred percent not referencing at all. I'm sure there will be some reference weird. to some stuff. But weird. yeah, no, I get what you're saying. It's weird stuff, man. So yeah, speaking of Marvel TV. Oh remember, remember the nineties, Drew? I do. Remember They're, remember nineties comics? Yeah, some They're, some better than others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of new characters came out in the '90s. A lot of new comics started in the '90s. Uh, one of them that kind of endured was one of the first of the new kind of new breed of characters and whatnot. Yeah, and endured probably the longest was a group book called New Warriors. Oh yeah. Remember New Warriors? Remember Night Thrasher? Wow. If that that was like if we were to do a top five list of the most nineties characters. They'd be on that list. Well Night Thrasher would be on that list. Yeah, he'd be on there for sure. Um let me see if I can remember the original roster. Night Thrasher, Nova, Firestar, Speedball, Namorda? Yeah, I want to say yes. And Justice? Nah, I don't know. So yeah, I'm thinking along the lines. But yeah, it was a uh, it was a new book came out and it's gone through numerous incarnations. Sure, oh, the New Warriors were responsible for the Civil War indirectly. Yes, they were. Yeah. Um, I guess Marvel is doing a New Warriors television show, and they released <sighs> they released the first character. It's going to be. Who who is it going to be? It's going to be freaking Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl. Yeah, people like Squirrel Girl, man. Apparently. The Roman Reigns of the Marvel Universe. Does she have that? No, 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 no. Too many people like her to be Roman Reigns, dude. So, yeah, that's that's happening. That's the thing. We'll see what happens with that. Before we get to the fun part that I want to end on. Do we want to broach the subject of Marvel publisher or someone over there saying that their books aren't selling because of diversity? Do we want to touch that? Because uh, I think he's very mistaken. Yeah, I think we can universally agree that it's not because of their increased diversity in their no. books. I think it's because of their decrease in writing quality. Yeah. Uh, it's the story, stupid. Yeah. You're writing bad comics. It has nothing to do with the color of the yeah. characters in the comics. 
I don't want Cap to be a villain. You lost me there. I don't need events every year that promise Multiple change and then nothing here. really yeah. changes, but it does, but it doesn't, but it does. But it you have you have played us for the fool for a long time, and now readers have caught up, and they don't want to be played no more. So don't tell me that your comics aren't selling because diversity doesn't sell. Yeah. Um. I'm sorry, but I I can't begin to unpack that statement. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Write better stuff. Yep. No, I get you. So right. I, I think if we didn't bring that up, it would be a, a, a glaring omission because that kind of took over the yeah. internet this week. And yeah, I've, I've, I don't want to brush that off because that's patently ridiculous. Yeah. Shame on you, Marvel. You're my company of choice. And you are firmly not in my good graces right now. And you haven't been in a while. And now you're going to compound it by making statements like that. Dude, look. No. Sorry. No. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Someone over there better just do better. Yeah. Anyway. That being said. Drew. Yeah. Trailer dropped this week. Sure did. (laughs) Look, you were—you had concerns about this movie, and maybe you still do. Maybe you still do. We saw the pictures. We saw the '80s colors yep. in, the, in the in the in the promo art, and in Thor with the haircut. And we were like, "Wow, this is kind of weird and wild." I was not prepared for what they unleashed on us in this trailer, dude. This is not at all what I thought this was going to be. No, it's better in every way. Radical tone change for Thor. Not just tone, like the visual. Yeah, like okay. How do where where do we start? It starts. The trailer starts off fairly Thor-ish, where he's in chains in his normal garb, and it's like, okay, Thor. Oh wow, what's going on? Thor's having a bad day. And then they break Mjolnir. Yeah, she breaks Mjolnir. In they, her hand. They are not burying the lead. No. That. Then, it's at that point, the trailer decides, okay, you think you think you know what we're going to show you with Thor and Asgard and yeah. all that. And then it takes a hard left because this movie looks like they're doubling down on all of the crazy, nutty aspects of the Marvel Universe that they were scared to show you. In the first Thor movie and the second Thor movie, that now they're just like, Guardians came out. Do it all. Throw it all in there. Wow. Yeah. There's more color in this trailer than there is in the entire DC movie universe. It really is. And it's glorious. It really is. This movie looks sweet. I'm of two minds on this. Go on. On one part, I have the excitement that comes typically with the first trailer for a Marvel film. Okay. They're just kind of blasting it all over. Watch the trailers <laughs> numerous times. Yeah. Here's where I have a little bit of concern. It feels very much like Guardians of the Galaxy. A little bit. And that works for Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I don't need Thor to be Guardians of the Galaxy. It's kind of like 
the opposite spectrum of what DC does. Well, you know, the Batman formula yeah, yeah, works yeah. for Batman, so we're going to apply it to everything else. I understand. Listen, I'm not saying that. I'm not going to be you know eager to see this movie. It's it's got that that fun aspect to it. Obviously, the scene where the Hulk shows up has broken the internet. Yeah, it has. Um, it's just it's it looks like it's going to be good, but I just like. Hmm. Because I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm getting a little worried. We've got Iron Fist, which we can kind of universally agree is Marvel's first misstep. Big and time. Radical tone shift into a tone that I don't think it's that radical, dude. I, I really don't. Because from, from what I've read and I, what I remember of Dark Thor: The Dark World, it, it was screening poorly. And they punched up the humor to give the movie life. And they put in more Loki scenes to give the movie more life because it just wasn't working. And when they did that, The Dark World, while still, I don't think it deserves all the criticism that it gets. But yeah, I think it's still it's, good. I think it's at its best when it was having fun. Like little scenes like Thor going into the apartment and hanging up Mjolnir on the, on the, coat, on the coat rack. I died laughing at that. It's stupid, but it's hilarious. That that scene was good. Like we've discussed in the past, I thought the movie could have done one or two jokes less. Sure. But again, it's just me. Like I I have an idea for what I think Thor should be. And again, it's my perspective on it, not having a ton of reading history with the character. Like I think they've pretty much kind of nailed Thor throughout Thor 1 and 2 and Avengers 1 and 2. Um so it's still this is still the the phase three film I'm the most excited about because of everything that is going to happen in it. Yeah. Um. But I'm not gonna say that I'm like a hundred percent gun ho. There's that little concern that they might be trying to apply the Guardians feel to it where it doesn't necessarily need to. I don't know. I'm, I'm I, may, I I see where you're coming from, but it look it just looks like so much fun. And Hella looks really cool. Oh God, Kate Blanchett. She looks Hela really looks cool. Freaking incredible, dude! Like, there's the part. I mean, number one, she looks like really tripped out when she breaks Mjolnir and she got the black hair. It's like, yeah, it's Kate Blanchett. Holy crap! But then when they give her the they give her the full headdress, yeah, and the spiky weapon headdress. Like I said, they they're mar- they like. But okay, remember when Iron Man came out? And Nick Fury showed up at the end and said the word Avengers. Yeah. And we all lost our minds, but Marvel was still playing it kind of cool. Like, okay, we're going to introduce Thor, but we can't call him a god. We kind of got to tread lightly on how crazy we can be because yeah. audiences don't really. Is it magic? Is it science? Right. No. Audiences won't buy it. We have to be really careful. Now they're just like, whatever. God. Sure. Yep. Here you go. Yeah. And that's awesome. At, we're at a point now, dude, where the audience sees the Hulk show up in gladiator armor in a helmet with a mohawk on it. Yep. And they're just like, yes, yes, yes. I'm that. buying what you're selling, sir. Did you think the immigrant song was a little too on the nose? No, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. I mean, All right. it's, it's a great song, number one. Well, yeah, I mean, Zeppelin. But... Uh, yeah, dude, I'm all in, and uh, much like Thor's reaction in the, in the trailer, yes, I died yeah. laugh. I died laughing at that. The it's a he's a friend from work is a little silly, but I still laughed. I'm yeah, I'm in. Um, I'm just a little, little worries in the back of the head, little things here and there. I'm starting to see whatnot. Tom Hiddleston's back, dude. We got we're getting some Loki action. I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's great. 
He's always great as Loki. So I believe that is it for the case files. It is. I, I can't wait. That's going to be so awesome. I'm very psyched for this movie now. Yeah. I, I shouldn't be, but I am. I bet you, I will bet you, this is the first Thor, this movie's going to do some bank. I'm telling you right now. I don't know what the oh, first. Oh, sure will be. I think the first two Thor movies were probably like Marvel's least performing movies, if I had to guess. I think so, yeah. This one's going to change that real quick. It's going to make some money. Alrighty. Well, Drew, let us get to the crux of the show. The reason we are here. Oh, Drew. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Drew. Yeah. This episode is that sweet, sweet goodness. It. it I was it, waiting for. It is. Oh, is it? Episode three, New York's finest. All right. Obviously, a lot happens in this episode. I want to focus on the fight in the episode. Okay. And I'm not talking about the fight that happens at the end of the episode. Oh. At the stairwell. I'm talking about talk the bat. Well, we're going to talk about that. But okay. I primarily want to focus on the battle of philosophies. Sure. That takes place in this episode. Frank's got Matt on the rooftop. He's all chained to a chimney or whatnot. And we have, in these scenes, a debate that I think in a lot of ways was introduced largely, I mean, it was kind of there, but largely in the mid to late 80s with the arrival of The Dark Knight Returns and The Watchmen and kind of the decompression of the superhero mythos began. Okay. And it's the line that, many heroes choose not to cross. Sure. And that is killing. Yep. Well, let's, I, let's, I think let's... this, the two philosophies between like the quote unquote hero and the, the anti-hero or vigilante or what have you, the scenes between Matt and Frank are so perfectly, so perfectly put that those two philosophies on display that it's just it's absolutely incredible these two characters have done this many a time in the comics and this is the debate they always have and it's it's very pertinent because they effectively when you break down you know who, who and what they are they're very similar they are vigilantes you know going after bad guys so yeah. the question is well how far are you you're already you're already operating outside of the law how far are you willing to go in that role and you know, is that okay, basically? Yeah. And yeah, they, the performances here and everything, the writing, the, the execution is spot on. Yeah, it's the best episode of the season. But as I've said, gets better. it just keeps getting better after us. Uh, and for, you know, though I think we brought this up in our Punisher episode of our show. Uh, if you want to see where they got this whole scene influence from, uh, go ahead and pick yourself up. Uh, welcome back, Frank, the Punisher uh, trade story by Garth Ennis and the late Steve Dillon. It's it's great and they lifted this whole thing from it basically, almost verbatim. Yeah. So, yeah, do that. It's, we we learn a lot about we see a lot about the Punisher in these scenes. One of the things that jumped out to me that I'd never noticed before is we learn a lot about Frank's patience. Oh yeah, dude. Like, he's like, this is like a major assault that he's about to do 
on the biker gang. But he's not doing it willy-nilly. He's not. He's like, he's doing his prep work. He did all the homework. He's just like walking around, calm, cool, collective, sipping his coffee. <laughs> yeah, a little thermos. And a little thermos and just kind of, you know, he, when the when the tenant, the super or whatnot, comes up on the roof, he's just very patient and calm. And, yeah? You know, like he knew he wasn't going to kill him. He just kind of put that display on for Matt. because Matt doesn't know that. Um, but what really jumps out to me in these is how Frank kind of tears down and points out the silliness of the concept of the superhero. Yeah. It's like you're running around in your PJs. At the end of the night, you come home, you take those off, you think you've achieved something. I think I think when all comes down to in the debate is Frank's use of the term half measure. Yeah, you're a half measure. Yeah. You hit them, they get back up. I hit them, they stay down. Yeah. Now, not for nothing, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. He, but, as Matt points out, who are you to make that, that yeah. choice? Who are you to decide that? And who are you to say these people can't change? Who are you to decide that they have to die? Yeah. So... Is Frank's method effective? Sure. Is it ethical? Fair? Right? No. no. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, as, as common as we are to say that the system is broken. I don't think the system is broken. I think it's got a lot of flaws. Got a lot of flaws. I think it definitely flaws. needs some fixing. I, I don't think it's completely broken. Um, the... Matt's Matt Sans's philosophy is he delivers them into the hands of the law and then lets law and justice take its let the system course. do its work. Yeah. He believes I don't want to say he believes he's <laughs> I don't in the system. Say he believes blindly in the system. See see what I did there. Um but he understands that the system is the best we have right now and he's working within it. Because it, it, it was he is in it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's honest. He's doing the honest work. Well, on top of beating the crap out of bad guys at night. Yeah. But, but 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 as a guy in the system, he has faith in it because he works in it, and he's one of the noble ones. Now, obviously, not everyone is like that, but it's still a system that he trusts and believes in. Yeah. Frank doesn't care, and I think he gets. He even goes like Matt tries to psychoanalyze him, and Frank shuts him down like well, right Matt away. Matt actually figures it out right away. Frank doesn't tip his hand, but Matt figures out who did you lose? Because Matt do you has think, that same that same experience with his father. Sure, but do you think Matt was just throwing stuff at the wall to see if he could? I don't. I think some of it, yes, but the asking like the who did you lose? I think he knew. Hmm. Wonder how he could probably sense in the moment when he asked that he could probably sense Frank's. Heart, skip a beat. Maybe. Sure. Okay. I think from that on, he kind of understands why. Yeah. But as Frank brilliantly points out, and I can attest this, and I know a lot of people can attest this, loss doesn't work the same for everyone. No. And he says, we don't get to choose what what, what, what fixes our pain. Yeah. yeah. And I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Because what Frank's doing in a lot of ways is kind of the easy way out. Um, 
but I get what he's saying. It's easy in a in a I give in to my emotion standpoint, but at the same time, yeah. it's not easy if you care about your own well being and yeah, no, if I know. you value your your freedom and your security in your life. I can't imagine it's easy to to commit acts where you would put that in jeopardy. At the same time, if you just don't care, maybe it is easy. I don't yeah. know. It, it, I I'm trying to rationalize Frank as a as a you know I'm trying to look at him as a rational person, and he's not exactly yeah, not so much. Not so much. No. I think it ultimately it all boils down to there's a line that has to be drawn. And where is and, it? You know, Matt. Matt sees the line of, like I mentioned earlier, he will deliver them into the hands of justice through, granted, illegal means. Right. It goes, it go, you know what? It kind of all goes back to Dark Knight Returns when Clark is talking to Bruce. And he's like, you're a criminal. And Bruce just kind of laughs at him. He's like, we're all criminals. We've always been criminals. Yeah. But again, it gets back to where that line is. You know, this goes back to, to countless debates I had with Virginia while working at another shop. You know, she's always said that Batman just needs to kill the Joker. That's like the ultimate example of this debate. Well, why doesn't the Batman kill the Joker? Why doesn't he just kill the Joker? At, because the Joker has caused an infinite amount more suffering to people of Gotham City. Actually, when you think about it, the person... In that world that the Joker has caused the most suffering to, it's Jim Gordon. Yeah. It's not Batman. No, but Batman is, air quotes, responsible in a way. I'm not going to say that he should, but he kind of should at this point. See, there was I, a point, see, put it this way. If there was a, there was a point along the way, maybe, where it was like, well, you know, we're going to, he could change, whatever. Dude, the Joker's killed so many people. He has. And like at this point in their history, it's kind of like, dude, just, you see, know this ain't going to stop. And I think that's, it boils down to as like, how dedicated are you to the belief that that line is there? And that like, you know, like Jim Gordon said in the killing joke, we have to show him that our way works. Yeah. And obviously the Joker is never going to learn that because he's so insane. But for Batman to kill the Joker or for Matt to kill Grotto or to kill Frank on that to rooftop, save Grotto. Yeah. It's, I think we we've shown in the past with these characters that it doesn't stop at just one. No, probably not. Once you've breaking, broken that seal, what's to stop you? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that's it's fair. Much easier to convince yourself of it afterwards i just i guess in batman's case man every time the joker kills like a, a school of people how in the world can you sleep at night <laughs> knowing you probably could have stopped that at some point and i think that's a testament to his character that he okay. that not only does he endure the nightly punishment that he puts his body through he endures the nightmares and the questioning and the tough choices, the same way Matt does, of living with standing on that side of that line, saying, I will not yeah. take this one step over. 
because I believe in the system. We have to show them that the system works. And I guess if, yeah, and if he does, if he decides that he's going to do it, then what's what's he upholding exactly? Yeah. So I, I understand. It's tricky. It is. And again, this this episode shows so perfectly this debate. Well, it also helps that the performances are strong. Oh, my God. This, like, and that the writing is strong and the execution is strong. How did, you know, it was probably because it was like, eh, it's a comic book show. Not, how, how did either uh, Charlie Cox or, or, or John Barenthal not get an Emmy? Not I don't know, man. For, but for this episode. We know better. We, we know. But we're enlightened. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Frank uh, is... is I'm watching this again now. Again, this is the second time because I, I watched it the once and that, and that was it. Uh, watching it again, man, Bernthal's really good. He is so friggin' good. I, I, I like almost didn't appreciate how good he was the first time around. Now watching it because that, that, that Walking Dead shameness was still fresh on my mind. Now I've got that kind of distance from See, it. Yeah, I never had that. I don't watch okay, lucky you. That. Yeah. Now I'm like, okay, this, he's, he's, this, he is legit. He yeah. is legit. He is legit as the Punisher. It's, Punisher series rap production. Yes, it did. I can't wait, man. I hope it's for reals. For reals. Yeah. Let's just hope it's not like Iron Fist. Did you finish Iron Fist? No. How many episodes in are I don't know. Eight. I'm working on it. I'll get there. <laughs> I don't have a lot of incentive to get grind. there, but I'll it's get there. Yeah, it's gr- I'm grinding, um, buddy. Um, yeah, just everything about this is is really good. Um, yeah. it should be good. We get we get a little back. Well, okay, a couple interesting notes. Episode opens with a flashback, yeah, to Matt, uh, being Care tended to by a nun. By a nun. Is that going to come into play later? Do you think? Maybe. I Maybe? definitely think we're going to see that in season three. Who could it be? I don't know. I don't know. Voice there are things. There are things we know that we don't want to spoil for those of you who just watch the show and don't have the history with the comics. Sure. Uh, question though, he was dreaming, right? Like it was a vision. It was kind of. I would say more of a hallucination. Okay. He's having what, crap kicked out of him. Was the nun cleaning up blood in the beginning? It started. A, it was. A, you know what? It was a very um, Catholic symbolism. Started as water, turned to blood. All right. I mean, I know it's a whole wine thing, but it's so that wasn't literal. Still, yeah, I don't think it was literal. Okay, because it's like, yeah. whoa, what are you? Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, so we get a little info there. We get an itty bitty bit of uh, Frank's backstory, which I kind of appreciated. I don't know. I doubt they're going to go too deep into it, but Frank asks or Matt asks Frank, uh, "Are you Catholic?" And Frank says, "Once, once, yeah." That's a that's a, that's a deep pull, dude. Because in the comics, it, for those who don't know, before he became the Punisher, and before like you know, well, at post Marine career, pre Punisher career, uh, Frank was looking to get into the seminary. I think I remember that he was going to become a priest. Then did Not, he like meet his wife? And I don't know. Cause that's kind of weird when you think about it. Because. That, I wonder how they would rectify that because number one, Catholic priests aren't allowed to be married, so that's well. He odd. might have, you know, met his wife in the time he was considering going in the cemetery, and she changed his mind. Possibly, I don't know because in the in if you read, this is depending on where you want to pick your origin points. But if you read Born, uh, Garth Ennis's Punisher series, yeah. Born, uh, he's got 
the wife and the kids while he's in Nam. So yeah. I, I don't know. I I think in this episode we get a lot of background as to Frank Castle, the soldier. Yeah. Whereas in the uh, forthcoming episode we get a lot of background as in Frank Castle, as the father. Sure. And the husband. I think what's important to note, though, is you are getting a little glimpse into like this guy's worldview. Like, oh, I, yeah. I was normal once. Yeah, it's, you know, and Daredevil tries to, or Matt tries to um, associate more with what he's doing. Yeah, he, he tries to hit him with the PTSD stuff. And Frank's Frank, just like, no. no, you don't. You don't understand. I'm dude. talking about real stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, not that that's not real, but I think Matt's trying to play the easy the easy card. Like, oh, you've got PTSD or whatever, and you're yeah. you know just another soldier coming home from war, and you're messed up. We can help you. And Frank is like, dude, don't even try to pretend you know yeah, this is so what far I've gone beyond through. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah. Like, you haven't seen what I've seen, neither in war or in life. Danny Rand has PTSD, as they, they show in the series. Yeah, I think that's you'll fair. See mo- you'll see more of it. Okay. Yeah. Given his his terror on the plane, yeah, I, yeah. I, I get that. Uh, no, Frank, Frank, and I, again, this comes back to the comics, dude. Like a lot of people, um, read the th- or know the character of the Punisher in the comics, and they they have read it, and I think there's the almost a misunderstanding that he's doing it to avenge his family and all that. Dude, he's he he got over that hump. That was the first thing he did was get over yeah. that hump. He does it because he can and he, he, he wants it to. As what needs to be done. Yeah, it, don't misunderstand Frank's motives. Yeah, they're not they're not altruistic anymore. If they ever were, they're. I think like he got to a point where he probably did avenge his family and kind of looked and said, "Okay, there's no turning back from this." No, uh, no. Like I said, there's that, no way I go back to a quote unquote normal life. It was the. It was basically the first thing he did was was take care of those well, who yeah, killed his he, family, and he, then he said, "Okay, yeah. well, I'm going to keep going." Yep. Um. Yeah. We. So yeah, you're right, dude. This this episode breaks down the characters between Matt and Frank. Not only that, we get some frog. You know, Foggy doing his Foggy stuff. Yeah, there's some like good little side things going on in this episode, but it's just so focused on what's happening on this rooftop. But every character, every every. every character in the show in this episode gets a moment to gets shine. a moment to show off their yeah. character and it's it's really it's it's well done you get compassionate karen uber concerned yep. about her clients and whatnot mm-hmm. and integrity of, of of the firm and yada yada claire doing claire nursing yep. nursing stuff and and foggy being you know diplomatic good guy foggy yeah and he's good at it and then we get to the action of the oh episode. sir okay and I think one thing sums up the action in this episode, which takes place in the last, like, 10 minutes uh-huh. of the episode. And I simply have the the uh, note, the smile. Yeah, okay. And I think you know what I'm talking about. So, episode two of the first season yes. had the hallway fight. Yes. Hallway, meet my friend, Stairway. stairway. Holy crap, dude! Yeah, and the difference is in that, it like let's let's compare the two because it's you know it's apropos yeah. to do mm-hmm. in that hallway fight. It was Matt pre-armored suit in a hallway full of guys. He knew there was probably twenty guys or whatever, however many it was. 
don't think it was that many, but it was like eight or nine guys. Right. With guns and the whole nine. And you see him stand at that hallway, and it's like, it's tense. It's And he's probably feeling like, I might not come back from this. This is this is yep. big, okay? Mm-hmm. Fast, forward, fast forward to now. He's got a little more mileage on him in these situations. But when he gets, he sees them all coming, like you said, dude, the smile. Yeah. Let's go. Let's yeah. let us let us do he's this. Got, he's got the chain. He's got the gun taped to his hand. I dude, that how I forgot the gun was even taped to his hand. But I, after watching it, he punches all those dudes in the face with the gun taped to his hand. Yep. And he's he Matt is very handy with that chain. By the way, yeah, Indiana Jones like. Oh my god, he takes those dudes apart. That that whole stairwell sequence. Oh my yeah. god, dude, that. Iron Fist, conversely, let's... You can't avoid it. A show about a guy who does martial arts. Yep. Doesn't have any of this. Nope. Daredevil's fight sequences blow it out of the water. Yeah. And we're two episodes in. Three. Three episodes in. Yeah. Oh, this this sequence is mind-blowing. And we're not even to the, like, the high-level fight sequences we're not even at the hand yet no this is just mad beating on dudes yeah. down a stairwell oh my question God. yeah better stairwell fight sequence matt against the biker gang yeah or cap and bucky against the shield agents in civil war daredevil really yeah all right yeah love you cap you know i love cap i know you love cap but uh, your number two daredevil that, that, that this the whole sequence dude was just so awesome he, i mean you get to see his power subtly on display too because guys are coming from behind him he swinging just it ducks. he just ducks yeah. he, just, he knows they're there oh it's so awesome and then he, oh he's walking down the hallway and the lights are on he's swinging the chain up and knocking the lights out like yeah he's intimidating as hell it, it's that's intense man that was intense it's good stuff Great stuff. Oh, God, such a good episode. It is a great episode. Yeah. Like, oh, it's legit. And I, I again, I, I think back to uh, the last episode of the first season when they reveal the costume, and we yeah. were all, kind of, for whatever reason, we were all kind of underwhelmed. I just, I felt like, yeah. I think there was just a little too much black in it. I don't know what they, expecting. but the thing is, they didn't really change much in the first couple episodes because he gets a new costume coming yeah. up. They didn't change much. But man, does it look awesome as hell now? Especially it, since in in this scene, it's kind of like all beat up and ripped and torn, and it it just it looks great. It just yeah. looks great. Yeah, kudos, man. So yeah, that uh, that's pretty much the episode. You're right there. I was gonna sneeze. I don't want to sneeze in the microphone. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, dude, this episode was uh, fantastic. Yep. Uh, it's only going to get better from here on out. Folks. Yeah, sure is, man. And they, I, you know, and, and the thing is, watching uh, these first three episodes of the series of the season, like, there's almost no. I almost, I thought that it was going to be the Punisher and, and Daredevil the whole the whole season, right? Yeah. This and is now, kind of where we're introduced to the whole two act right format that they kind of followed from there on out. But unlike like, the other shows. I like this season's two acts because not for nothing, spoilers, once Electra comes into play, number one, I didn't expect that at all. I I had no idea that was happening. I just thought it was going to be the Punisher the whole season. Yeah. They bring in Electra coming up 
and it it's it's great. Yeah, their their take on her was is really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so we're gonna get to all that. But yeah, man, it's oh this show, this show. <laughs> so how can this exist? And then Iron Fist. Someone dropped the ball there, man. Like someone, said, someone done goofed. Iron Fist is bad, but it's not great. It ain't this. No, God, no. It's far and away from this. So yeah, all right. Brings such a good episode. Yeah, I think we did. I think our episode here too was pretty good. Good, good times. Good questions. Good, good stuff. News. Had a good time. Had yeah. a good. Hope you had a good time out there. If, dear listener, you would like to partake in the fun. And become part of the fun. You can reach us at the following outlets. You can find us on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us, the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources on the Devil's Due Podcast.com. That being said, Drew, any final thoughts? <sighs> no, I'm good, man. I'm I, that, that, that. That stairwell scene. Sorry, I got the tingly still. No, I know. I get you. All right, folks. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you, or we'll talk to you next time here on The Devil's Do. But for right now, report to